1: From NJ.com and the Star-Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights, with your host, Steve Politti and Rutgers Insiders Keith Sargent and James Cratch. Let's start shopping.
2: Hello, everybody. Steve Politti here from NJ Advance Media. Welcome back to the Rutgers rant, our first NCAA tournament preview show. It's exciting just to say it, guys. James Cratch, Keith Sargent here. Fellas, it was fun to watch Selection Sunday when you have something to watch for. Uh, and my favorite part really wasn't waiting for Rutgers to pop up because you, you knew they were going to make it. Even, even the most negative fans who were thought after the second commercial break, oh, my God, oh, maybe this isn't going to happen. You knew they were in. For me, it was fun to just watch it as – potential opponents were going off the board. Like, you know, first Oregon's off, You're Yeah, like, oh, that would have been a nice matchup. Then North Carolina's off, thank God. Uh, then Virginia Tech, LaLoya, Chicago, and then finally there it is. And I don't know if you thought this was a potential opponent. I really wasn't on my radar a lot, but then Clemson pops up. James Cratch, your first thoughts when you saw Clemson pop up?
0: Wow, Clemson. Uh, you Clemson. Know, I was, yeah, I was going to say uh, I was pleasantly surprised, but the, the, my initial thought was, well, that's a game Rutgers is going to win. Yeah, Just because I, I felt like, I thought the biggest thing for records was when Gonzaga went off the board and they were not in that 8-9 game. Big sigh of relief for Rutgers. I think that when they were not paired up with Baylor, big sigh of relief. And then I think after the first two regions, when they named Baylor and Gonzaga, I told you guys, okay, they're a 10, because obviously Michigan and Illinois are going to be the ones, and they're not going to want a conference-conference matchup potentially in the first weekend. They try to avoid that. So I thought Rutgers had the best case scenario that they could have had, a 10 seed. And then I think that also to to get paired with Houston to avoid UConn, kind of a fortuitous seeding, because all the the Ken Palm numbers indicate Rutgers is a better team than Clemson. And yet yeah. the committee had Clemson here and Rutgers there.
2: Be, the committee had Clemson, the 27th overall seed, and, and Rutgers the last 10 seed, which I was surprised with. Um, yeah, and I agree with you totally. I, I mean, this is a team that, you know, three hundred and eleventh in scoring Clemson I get it they're a good defensive team, but that that fits into what Rutgers does overall i I think it was just about the best possible matchup of course, sorry because you're the contrarian guy you are uh,
1: you disagree a little bit with this right contrarian I booked all the way Indianapolis all the way through April I think I, I you know I, I feel like i'm gonna we're gonna be there you know eating at St Elmos up until uh you know Easter all that being said, then you start looking at the matchup and you start digging in and Guys, Clemson's pretty good. Um, look, <laughs> I, I you know I saw one stat they haven't won a game. I think I might have read it in your column where they haven't won a game since February twelfth. Well, they were you know they had some COVID issues, right? Won three games since February twelfth against bad against bad opponents for the most part. How many games have they played since then?
2: But since then, they've played six, I believe. Right? One, two,
1: three, four, five, six of the last eight games they won.
2: All right, yeah, but they've beaten Wake Forest. Miami, which is bad, Pitt, which is bad, and then they came back and they lost to Miami in the big in, in the ACC tournament. So it's not like they're exactly setting the world on fire here down the stretch.
1: You want to know how many games Rutgers won over last yeah. uh, okay. o- o- right. over the stretch? It's a Would fair
2: you? point. It's a fair okay. point, but they're not. But Rutgers lost to Illinois, and they lost to Nebraska too. All
1: right, this, uh, that's fair. There's a reason oh, why. Okay, so so let's dig into Clemson a little bit. The one thing that that concerns me the most, especially if it's a close game late, Clemson's a really good free throw shooting team. Rutgers isn't Rutgers 336 nationally in, in free throw shooting Clemson 31st um the, you know Clemson has has really good guard play uh you know Nick Honor I, I was at that Fordham game 30 points uh you know he, he was phenomenal in that game you know he's, he's had a pretty good year for Clemson um another guy who concerns me is Al, Alamir Dawes a Jersey guy I mean from Newark after school Google. Yeah, exactly. He chose Clemson out over Providence, Seton Hall, Saint John's, and UConn.
2: I mean, Rutgers um, didn't recruit him. No, no, this is you know, this is going to be. We've Ax done grind. Come we, on, you know, we don't even rinse, know that, repeat. but let's let's go run with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Risk
1: repeat, but yeah, anyone <laughs> who thinks that this game's going to be a pushover, you know, for for Rutgers, I think they're going to win. I'm going to you know, dig more into it, you know, you know, over the course of the week. Um, you know, if you if you look at my bracket, I'm going to really go heavy on Big Ten teams. I think the Big Ten was so much better, and I think they're battle tested. I you know I do agree with Pfeil. I don't know if you've heard, but Pfeil has, has mentioned a few times that the Big Ten is the best league in the country. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm going to count. You know, Rutgers over that same stretch since February 4th, uh, February 5th. I should say one, two, three, four, five of the last eight games they lost. Okay. Yeah. So, right. so you know, I, I'm I'm just saying, yeah, you know, Clemson had, you know, I you know, I get that that, you know, they, they had some issues, but you know, they you know, oh, and and again, I mean, we we talked about it before. <laughs> you know, this is a team that beat Alabama. They beat Purdue long time ago, but they yes. beat Maryland. That doesn't mm-hmm. count. It does count. They have totally just different players s- it's from, just, from, from it just, uh, you
2: know. It happened a moment. while ago. Just making the point. They, like have this. Totally, they did beat Alabama. Okay, it before. happened a while ago. But, yep. again, mm-hmm. back to
1: my point, they've won uh, six of the last eight games. Again, anyone who thinks, uh, you know, this game is going to be a pushover, you know, I I, I think it's going to be a really, uh, you know, tough game right down to the final minute. minute, And, you know, the free throw percentage, you know, do, do, does concern me. Rutgers has been a little bit better at the line, you know, you know in recent weeks. But, you know, the numbers are what they are.
2: Right. right. Clemson, a football school, much like Rutgers.
0: Uh, yeah. Just saying that just to stay <laughs> off. I know. Sorry, Dave. Look, I think um, I, I would add on with Sarge. I think it's kind of this like, how good is the ACC? Because if you look at Clemson, and Sarge's right. Point. They beat those good teams early on. I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They got hammered by UVA, hammered by Florida State, hammered by Duke. You know, yes, they beat UNC, they beat Syracuse, although Syracuse beat them most recently. They beat Georgia Tech, the ACC champion, by default. But, again, like, those are teams that are middle-of-the-pack teams. that No one's scared of. So I think it comes down to if you think the ACC is better than people give it credit for, it's a tough matchup. If you think the ACC is a weak, top-heavy league, well, this team got, you know, destroyed by most of the top teams in the conference.
1: It was such a weird year with, with COVID and everything, and we're going to find out in the NSA tournament because you know uh, most of these schools, including Rutgers, they really didn't have a non-conference uh, schedule. They, they basically had to play inside the conference. So, you know, I again, I think the Big Ten, based on you know the Ken Palm metric, based on other metrics, you know, there are people who who believe, based, uh, you know statistically, that this is the best uh, conference ever, you know, top, you know, from top to bottom. So, you know, it, 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 I'm going to believe it. I'm going to go heavy on the big 10 and, you know, in, in, in my bracket, but again, we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to be able to kind of tell throughout this entire NCAA tournament.
2: All right. The next interesting wrinkle in that bracket was, again, we're, we're doing the same thing with, if you're looking at what teams you want to play in, in, in the second round, if you advance, you certainly did not want any part of Gonzaga or Baylor. You knew you weren't going to get Illinois or Michigan uh, out of all the twos though. I, 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 You could make a case that with that the best case scenario, Houston, I have no doubt, Houston's a, a talented team, but we're talking conferences, the American Athletic Conference, Rutgers fans know it pretty well. You get a lot of South Florida's, you get a lot of lower level teams in that conference. What do we know about them, Cratch? And do we think that that legitimately is a good second round draw, assuming that Scarlet and it's get there?
0: I think it's a, it's a good second-round draw. I think they're a team that's, you know, a lot of ways that they play up and down. They're kind of similar to Rutgers. I think the the, the one thing that Rutgers missed I think would have been the best-case scenario draw would have been if Iona was the 15 seed in this region because I just have a gut feeling that Coach P would have found a way to beat, beat Houston. They play, Cleveland?
2: they play Cleveland State? Is that what it is? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I mean, he, oh yeah, as I say, so like Cleveland State, Gary Water's revenge game potentially. if There's a massive upset, but no, I I just I have, I just thought to myself last night if Iona was playing Houston, Iona would beat Houston, and we'd have Michael Patino in the second round, which would be pretty awesome. But no, look, I, I think that obviously it, it's a it's a it's better than you know Gonzaga. I can definitely say that. I think that we'll get to that point when we get to it. Obviously, I think. You know, you can't look past Clemson. But I do think this is set up that if, you know, I think I'd feel a lot better if this was a normal time and there was a place where 10,000 Rutgers fans could kind of invade, potentially. But we don't have that this year. But I do think it's, it's, a, it's a very winnable get-to-the-second-weekend situation for Rutgers. All right, let's go,
2: I mean, uh, sorry. Let's go through this now. Obviously, uh, you know, getting in the tournament for the first time in the 30 years, I think makes this a you know, this is a successful season. Winning one game, um, considering that the programs only have only has five NCAA tournament wins is significant. Uh if you get to the Sweet 16, I think that's an historic level season, right, Sarge? I mean, if you just look at the history of this program, it's something that they've only, they haven't done in the in the expanded tournament field. They've, they made it, they obviously, made it the Final Four '76. A couple years later, I think it, they made it to the Sweet 16. But since since they've expanded it, they haven't been in that level. Uh, really, this is this is this is this program's leg, this, this team's legacy over the next week can be changed.
1: Yeah. I mean they haven't won a game in, in the NCAA tournament since nineteen eighty three. Roy Henson, it's amazing. Right? Um, wow. you know they, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know what you were doing. I think I was collecting baseball cards at that at that point in my life. And I just you know, Ron Arber said it yesterday, you know, they're making history. And in order to do that, you know, they, they you know, what, what have they not done yet? They haven't won a game since nineteen eighty three. So um it, it would be a phenomenal accomplishment and we could talk about Steve Peichel. Guys, remember only a couple of weeks ago. You know, we talked about about this pod, and we no one put him on the hot seat, but we did talk about the pressure that he was facing if they didn't beat Minnesota. Luckily, we right. burned that tape, right? I mean, because I, you know, I, I know, you know, both I especially crash. I think he was level-headed as far as like you know, give you know, Pykele credit for everything that he did, <laughs> and he will, you know, no pressure on him, you know, starting next year if they were to lose to Minnesota. Luckily, we burned that tape; it doesn't exist on the internet. But no, in all seriousness, like it's just is in a remarkable accomplishment. For them to get to the NSA tournament, you know, in five years, I haven't covered this for as long as I have. Lots of coaches have tried. They talked, they, you know, they talk, you know, um, you know in their, early on that they were going to get to the NSA tournament and they, you know, they just couldn't do it. You want to respond to that, Cratch?
0: No, I mean they, I feel like I fired up the place, you know. I it's, yeah. That's what you did. it's like Mike <laughs> yeah. Francesa, you know, light a fire at some point, you know, and yeah. it's kinda mm-hmm. I so I t I kinda take credit, I think I, well, I, my name should go on the bottom of the banner too in the rack.
2: Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh all right, really quick, let's talk about the Big Ten tournament. Uh not a lot there. Sarge and I were out in Indianapolis first game, won over Indiana. I think the most impressive part is they in Indiana didn't have a field goal the final 10 minutes. Markers took control, Paul McKay, a couple big shots. What I liked the most though, Sarge, uh was the way Ron Harper Jr. played. I mean, I just think that we saw some, he figured something out he's not going to stand there at the three-point line waiting for the ball to come to him where he can can take a shot that's going to hit the rim. He's driving. He's getting contact. He's getting to the line. He's making his free throws. Uh, That, to me, was the best development. uh, But, you know, the worst development, obviously, they were non-competitive with Illinois, uh, which doesn't bode well against good teams. What what did you come away with from that trip, Sarge?
1: Basically, that... You know, everything that I was concerned about and, like, the pressure that they were facing, you know, just get to the NCAA tournament and how tired that was. You know, like, they looked like a tired team just in general. Um, you know, I think they looked uh, more refreshed. They played a little bit more loose. Uh, they took care of business against Indiana. You know, no easy feat to, to beat a team. Uh, you were there. You know, it was basically an Indiana home game. Uh, yep. And, you know, they, it, it was a convincing win. Uh, Illinois best team in the country in my in my opinion they're the, be- the most complete team that i've seen um you know i just i don't think uh yeah uh, you know, we saw you know illinois went on to uh, win the big 10 tournament so you know, the, the, that to me i mean i think we said like five minutes into the game that's a final 14
2: cratchy any thoughts that you anything you saw that weekend that stood out to you that that we didn't cover
0: i just thought my. I was kind of taken like Indiana, like what do they do there? Like they can't fire him know, Archie Miller. He's got a $10 million payout, but that fan base, like, there's no way there's gonna be any excitement for Indiana basketball going into next season. So it just seems to me like that's a, a good thing for Rutgers and the rest of the league that, indiana is just going to continue you know whether it's a year from now whether it's two years from now they're just going to continue to slip 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 i mean that's going to take a a long time to get back potentially and it it gets to a point where you wonder do they ever come back
2: indiana has never won an uber driver told sergeant i this has never won the big 10 tournament a little piece of trivia for you
1: We, we that's exactly that's very true and we get all of our Information from Uber drivers.
2: Uber drivers and the message boards. Okay. um, Let's dive into true or false, guys. You know how it works. We've got a lot of good stuff here to discuss at the end of this. True or false? If the Scarlet Knights lose on Friday night, the season was a disappointment. James Cratch, true or false? False. Sarge? False. I'm going to say false with a but. We'll come back to that at the end. All right. True or false? Rutgers can flip a switch and find another gear. James Cratch. True. (laughs) Sarge? True. I'm going to go false because if if it's true, they certainly haven't done it. All right. True or false? Minus Rutgers minus two seems about right from a gambling perspective. The only team, only I think the only uh, higher seed that's that's favored. Cratch, true or false? True. Sarge? Mm. True. Yeah, I think it's true, too. It's a toss-up game. Yeah. True or false, the best part of the NCAA tournament for Rutgers will be getting away from Big Ten refs. Cratch, true or false?
1: True. Sorry. Uh... I, I'll say false. I, I, I honestly, I don't think the officials really cost them anything. You know, I mean, early on in the year, there were a couple of games. We, we I think it would be the
2: best thing for Rutgers fans. So but, I'm, they, they,
1: they, I'm, t- I'm sorry, but you know, they they did not cost them the Illinois game. you know, no, the, you know it, it, I'm sorry, they did it, not.
2: The shade wasn't great, but I hear you. True or false, Steve Peichel should get a 30 year extension for getting Rutgers to the dance for the first time in 30 years. That would, that would that would only add like what six years to his current
0: president okay
1: <laughs> crotch, true or false
0: uh false yeah, yeah. sorry Ex-
1: extension statue uh, you know, name, name, oh, okay. name uh you know the, the, the school after him whatever it takes.
2: yeah that's a good time. fair enough uh, true or false, the nCAA has the best interest of the "Quote unquote student athletes at heart with their lockdown procedures." This is one you fed me. I can't even read it with a straight face, Sarge. <sighs> True or false, Cratch? The best interest of the student
1: athletes? False. Sarge, false. I mean, the whole thing is really, laughably well, We should dig into this a little bit more, but we will. It's all right. Ridiculous.
2: False. True or false? And here you go. This is, this is the key one. This is for you, Sarge. This is this is this is the one. <laughs> True or false? This is really this is really important. I'm gonna see what we haven't talked about it, but I you know where it's coming. The best appetizer on the St. Elmo's menu is not the shrimp cocktail, Sarge. True or false? True. I, are you ready for this, Cratch? False. I'm going. You're going false, but you, you weren't there when Sarge <laughs> and I discovered two things because we had the shrimp cocktail the first night. The second night we had. The calamari with a delicious spicy sauce and these little wagyu beef sliders, which are fantastic for a snack. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, I, know, I get it. They're famous for the shrimp cocktail. But Sarge, if you had to go there right now, you had, one, you had to order one thing on the menu, what would it be? Probably this lot
1: involved. Uh, it has to be an appetizer. Can I order a steak? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. So, I didn't phrase the <laughs> question. <well>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it the porterhouse.
1: But if you have yeah, I an appetizer, one appetizer. So true or false? Can I can I weigh in on one?
2: Okay, yeah, go ahead.
1: Politi's digestive tract will never be the same after eating at Saint Elmo's the next three weeks. So four weeks total, eating the shrimp cocktail four weeks in a row. True or false, (laughs) Crash? True,
0: true. If they go to
2: yeah, if they go to the final four. I mean, look,
0: I I have to say, I going to just get
2: get my cholesterol check now before we go.
0: (laughs) If you like, I totally understand. Like, if. You're going to St. Elmo's two, three times in a trip. Yeah. I do think at some point you got to say, okay, let's let's do something different, you know, from the cocktail.
1: Crash, the bartender, not one, but two, uh, uh, Politi tweeted it. Uh, our last what? night, we were Police. sitting there, you know, watching the end of the, uh, you know, one of the Big Ten games. And he goes, hey, guys, it gives <laughs> us a wave. Not just one, but two bartenders walked by and deliberately, you know, recognized us. And, 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 and gave us a wave it's just not what you want it you know
0: they still have like the, it's like almost like three different places where you can get yeah. a drink while you're waiting the, for your table because i think the, like when i went with politi a lounge yeah the,
1: a
2: lounge. the 1933 yeah. lounge is called which was you know, just a fantastic little bar upstairs. and yeah. it
1: was depressing the first night we were there and you know it's just like everywhere else bars in new jersey as well like you know the the, the entire the entire city like even like the the the, the fridays was closed i mean everything you know is is it was really hard to get you know you know lunch you know they're really they say they're opening things back up for the NCAA tournament you know that you know but you know it was rough i mean you know the 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 restaurant in the courtyard again i you know people don't want to hear about our you know complaints about food but you know the entire city is just recovering just like you know most american cities but um you know yeah, you know, I felt bad for you know the the service workers, not just there but just in general that 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 have really struggled over last year. And it,
2: was cra- it was crazy. It was crazy. You're right. That was the, the initial impression. Was man, this city got hit hard, and it did. But then you know we walk into the stadium the second day, and we walk past the convention center, and there was some youth volleyball, volleyball. tournament, yeah. Yeah. and there must have been you know get on the sidewalk, and suddenly there are you know three hundred. 12 year old girls standing yeah. around waiting to get inside. And I thought, oh, well, this seems, this seems awfully normal here. Are we still in the pandemic? So there were some moments where I'd be interested yeah, to good. see what that city
1: looks like on Friday night. And they'll recover. I mean, it's a convention capital of the world, but, and it, it'll be interesting. You know, the NCAA tournament, you know, kind of what they do. So, all right, let's dive into a
2: couple of these things. I mean, the lockdown stuff is just, I mean, I feel bad for these players. It's just, this is not a good experience.
1: I mean, what was the SARS? They were like locked in, their, locked in their rooms for the first two days entirely. So, yeah, the whole thing is kind of crazy, right? They've, they've been in Indianapolis since Wednesday. They had to do daily testing, which they've done, you know, throughout the entire year. So that's yeah. n- nothing different about that. They've been practicing at a local YMCA. So that's a little, little bit different, getting bussed. And, 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 you know, so that's a little bit different. But, you know, they, they can adapt. But then Sunday, you know, a- after, they, you know after the uh, tournament, you know, ended on Friday, they stayed in their, their, their team hotel. Uh, which was a Hilton Garden Inn. Yeah, it was a, you know it wasn't the J Dub, okay. I mean, I guess Michigan you know, the J-dub gets the J Dub, Rutgers
2: gets the Hilton Garden. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, even Maryland gets a fear filled in, right? But Rutgers is the Hilton Garden. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. yeah
1: as one Rutgers official said, well, you know, yeah, Rutgers needs to be in the. Uh, this was a Rutgers official saying this. Uh, I I think we need to win a couple of games in the Big Ten tournament before we get the J Dub, <laughs> but um, so they they, they they have to check out on Sunday, right? So. that's what the ncaa the ncaa now controls all 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 the hotel now and so they take their tests on 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 sunday morning over lucas oil they you know they they go to practice again at the ymca they have no idea what hotel they're going to say they could be in bloomington they could be in west lafayette um, or they could be in indiana basically they ended up deciding we'll keep them in indiana uh, indianapolis so if they were to play in, in, in Bloomington or West Lafayette, they would have had to bus an hour and a half to, to their game, uh, game on game day practice in, in Indianapolis. But now here's the point. So today and tomorrow, you know, Monday and Tuesday, they're not practicing. They're not even allowed out of their rooms, basically. Basically, they are on complete shutdown. You know, uh, to, to, and it's going to be monitored. You know, I, saw, uh, you know, I saw what it was like even on the court. You know, that that there's NCAA officials who on every single floor are basically locking down the players. And and look. The the, the the contrarian view will be you know this is you know they're, they're trying to keep the guys healthy you know so, so what but the bottom line is they're, they're, you know they're, they're doing this so that uh because they can't uh, trust the programs at this point we saw what happened with duke we saw what happened with virginia we saw what happened with kansas that the ncaa is not allowing um you know one one of these schools to slip up they're not allowing to you know the the, the possibility of a Baylor North Carolina at five thirty on Sunday, you know, the marquee, you know, time slot, they're not allowing, you know, that game or, you know, or, or any of these games for that matter to, to, to derail their, 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 their cash cow. Uh,
2: and clearly that's good. That means that they don't care if they're going to lock, lock some 20 year old college student into a hotel room. It's a lockdown.
1: For, I mean, they, you it, know, it's no matter what lockdown. you want to say, it's, it's, a, it's a complete lockdown for two days. These guys are not going to be allowed out of their rooms.
2: It's just amazing. Uh, all right, so you both thought that Rutgers can flip a switch. Cratch, what have you seen here that makes you think that that's going to happen?
0: You know, for me, I mean, it's the two games against Indiana, the way they kind of flipped the switch, you know, and, and they rallied. I just – I just, my thing is I am curious to see if now that they're in, if all of the pressure just kind of goes off. Because remember, this was a team that looked like they were like top – 15 caliber earlier in the year you know and it, yeah. i'm just curious if all the pressure's off now do they play loose or if they're healthy do they maybe have one more kind of you know strong wind behind them
2: right right all right and to the to the to the one about the season being a disappointment i i, I hear what you're saying about it. it's still a success to end that 30-year streak uh but and the but is, I think if they do lose to Clemson and lose with a poor performance, it is going to color the way people look at this season. You will agree with that, right? They're going to say it's, it's going to give you a bad taste, in, in, as you, in, the, in the short term at least, as how you're assessing what this team accomplished. Obviously, last year they didn't get a chance to show what they could do in March. This is their one opportunity. If they go out on Friday night and Clemson wins by 10, it's going to be, it, there's going to be a feeling of, eh, you know?
0: You no, agree, I agree with that. I think that there, there's a there's a segment. I disagree. Of, I disagree. Uh, well, I think there's a there's a segment of the fan base. I think it remains to be seen how large it is that they just are like they've gone from like you know hey this is great as basketball season, wins so like why are we not in the final four basically so you know I yeah. thought that the story I wrote about Gio Baker last week I was stunned. There's so many people who are just attacking the idea that his number should be retired.
2: Really? I don't, is that true? Why?
0: Yes. Oh, the, oh, It was like the longest thread I've ever, I've ever, you know, of, you know, like seen on the message. I mean, here's my thing. Like just, yes. Like, draw stats obviously geo baker is not you know going to be up there with the all-time you know program leaders but what the guy has meant to the program and his true is incredible underdog story from you know his whole life to get to rutgers i mean if you can't acknowledge that that's a guy who deserves to have his number retired for what he's meant to rutgers basketball i just don't get you
2: Right, It doesn't have to be. Rutgers isn't a programmer it has to be an all-American to get to get that distinction. It's got to be someone who makes. He's the Brian. Like people say this all the time, the Brian Leonard of of, of Rutgers basketball. Of, of Rutgers basketball, you know, Brian Leonard was the guy who who you know the player who came and and just turned that culture around of, for football. For Greg Schiano, this is the same thing for Steve Peichel. So I totally agree with you on that. The,
1: the, the one thing uh, I will say about just because uh, I will disagree that it, this season is a disappointment if if they lose, I mean, you covered, uh, you know, t- 20 of these NCAA tournaments, right? Plitty? I mean, and, and you you know that there's no chalk in these. I mean, that, you know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Every single one of these games, you're going to see like a Colgate or a Liberty or, you know, Loyola was, you know, was a Cinderella, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and they're probably not going to sneak up on anyone, but but like, you're going to see, you know, one of these, uh, you know, Cinderella's, you know, get, get there. And right now it's a crapshoot. You know, to me, it, 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 you know, you know, win or lose, you know, you, you have to take the season as a whole. You know, it's been 30 years, guys. I don't know course, if, right. if, if, if anyone has thrown out that number, but, uh, you know, Rutgers fans might not even know this, that they haven't been to the NCAA tournament since 1991. I, <laughs>
2: I, get, I I get that, and I totally agree. And the point I'm making is that it's going to color, at least color in the short term, how you feel about it. If they get if they go, you wait all this years, Clemson comes out and, and beats you by 15, you're going to be, uh. And I think the players are going to feel that way too. I mean, they're they're not, you know, they didn't come here to do all this for for seven hundred days, wait, sit, you know, locked up in your dorm rooms, all these tests swabbed up your nose, you know,
1: not seeing your friends, uh, family. I mean, the Cl- the, the Clemson doesn't who's have. Who's the Clemson? The, the Clemson hasn't gone through the same, you know, ho- uh, hoops and and rigmarole. I mean,
0: honestly, I Sarge, having you know, there? Oh, been there no, for a couple of years, probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> tell your big cratch. Just a good point. This is a good point in the podcast to tell a good Clemson story. I've got one. You were down. You went to South Carolina. Fans, you do not know this by now. And if you don't, where you been? James Cratch went to Clemson's arch rival. they rivals? Yeah, of course. They're
0: hated rival. rivals Hated yeah. in state rival. In
2: state rival. Give me a good. Give me a good Clemson story.
0: Oh, wow. So many. I mean, you know, I I was very fortunate. Like I went to school at a time where like South Carolina really kind of owned Clemson. Obviously, I always tell people when I was in school, Dabo Sweeney was a skinny guy in a gray sweatshirt with a funny name who Steve Spurrier just kind of beat like a mule every year. (laughs) But now obviously it's changed, you know? So like the best Clemson story I have is in 2011, Uh, South Carolina and football, um, I don't really have any great basketball stories just because – and, you know, I'm going to write this later on. They don't really care about basketball. Case in point, Brad Brownell, who's been there 11 years, this is just his third NCAA tournament, is still the coach. They've kind of moved on from that. Basketball is a thing you do between the end of football season and the start of spring football. But anyway, so – Rutgers beats Carolina last game in 2011 to go 10 and two. First time they've won 10 games in over 20 years. And at the very end, Todd Ellis, the uh, the South Carolina, uh, he was former quarterback. He's like the play by play guy on the radio says something, which in hindsight is like insane. He was like, you know, we, we ain't LSU. We ain't Alabama, but we sure as hell ain't Clemson. Well, now we sure wish we were Clemson, but anyway, so Dabo thinks that Spurrier said this. So Dabo holds a press conference, you know, like they're getting ready for the bowl game and Dabo just trashes Spurrier and says, you know, you know, Columbia, the real Columbia is Columbia, Missouri, and the real USC is Southern Cal and it gets all bad shape. And as it turns out, Steve never said this. So Steve comes out and like goes this, you know, and he goes, you know, you're not supposed to believe everything you read on the internet, but I guess that's what Dabo does. And it was just amazing how like Steve Spurrier had this uncanny ability to anytime Dabo would get something good on him, to just kind of take that needle and just shove it in him. So that's my Clemson story. Not a great story, but I'm sure you got a better one.
2: I've got one and, and, and fat, you know, I right out of college, I covered Duke. My first job, and, you know, this was when this was when Duke, the last time Duke wasn't good before this before this year, oddly enough. Uh, and so we're going on the road. It's a drive down to Clemson. My first time at Little John Coliseum, and I get, I have to ask the, my, my friend, my colleagues, are, where do you stay at Clemson? And they'll say, you got to stay at the Ramada Inn. It's the best, the only good motel in, in Clemson, South Carolina, just book the Ramada Inn. So I get down there and the Ramada Inn is like you would expect it's Ramada Inn. I mean, even then before I wasn't quite the hotel snob I am now, but like, you know, the carpets are dingy. It smells like cigarette smoke. They actually have a, like a physical key to open the door. You know, it's like the whole thing. You're like, this is, this is the best, ho- this is the best hotel in Clemson, South Carolina. And so <laughs> later that night, I'm coming back for dinner. I'm putting the key in the door and I turn to my left. And I hear, I hear Coach Krzyzewski, Mike Shashevsky looks at me and says, hey, keep it down down there. So the moral of the story is the Duke basketball team was staying at the Ramada. The Ramada was the best hotel. In Cle- I can confirm now that the Ramada was the best hotel in Clemson South. I wonder if it still is.
0: I, I think I most know. people probably now would say in Greenville. Spartanburg.
2: They, they're all, they're
0: all you know, those kind of little boom areas. No, I mean, Clemson is, it, it is middle of nowhere. One road in, one road out. It's I tough. heard they got a Chick fil A a few years ago. So so good for them. Uh, quaint little place. Uh, this, I, I God bless anyone who wants. Oh, one last thing. Uh, See, so you remember a guy who played in North Carolina by the name of Bryce Johnson? Yes. Okay. So Bryce Johnson was from South Carolina and he was a big recruit. And, I, and the war industry was that Bryce Johnson. Did not really want to go away from home. I think he ended up going to North Carolina. I think he transferred out. So the the, the big thing, of the word in the street in South Carolina was he wanted to stay at home. So a school at like Clemson or Carolina would be better. And he loved Family Guy. <laughs> so the rumor was that Clemson, prior to his visit, literally got TBS put on the student cable. So part of the recruiting pitch to Bryce Johnson was we're close to home. We're getting a Chick-fil-A and we've got family guy on TV.
2: That's yeah. All right. That's, that's impressive. Actually. I, I give them credit for that. All right. Let's dive into some insider question guys. Appreciate your thoughts as always. Our, uh, our Rutgers insider package has been booming this year and it's been fun to chat with y'all during basketball season. ng.com slash insider and, All right,
1: here's and, a, and, and real quick, just to cut you yeah, off, sorry, Politi, but yeah. now is better, the best time ever to, 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 to get on board because you and I will be both be on the grounds in Indianapolis um, Taking yeah, pictures, and Cratch yep. will be, you know, in, in St. St. Louis, Louis. Yeah, covering the wrestling. There is going to be no shortage of, you know, content that you won't be able to find anywhere else. There you go. Good stuff. All right. First question. How
2: long before Rutgers is next invitation to the dance. I love this because it really is a tough one. Um, Obviously, we're going to lose at least, I think, the starting backcourt of this team, uh, maybe the starting center. Which one of you guys want to take this first? How, how long will it take, take Steve Peichel? Sarge, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I do think, um, and it's hard to speculate on, on on what, you know, college students are going to do, but I do think that, you know, Gio and uh, Miles, you know, the, you know at least this will be their last run, um, and, and, um, and possibly Jacob Young as well. All that being said, I do think that, you know, Ron Harper, I think, you know, Paul Mulcahy, um cliff you know will, will, will be guys who are, who are you know are, are going, going to be nucle- a good solid nucleus to, to build on and I, I i think that you know with college you know we talked about this in college football you know i think college basketballs doing the same thing it, you know with, with this new one-time uh, you know transfer rule that that is going to be you know in, in effect i don't know if it'll be in effect by by the fall but Turn over so much. I think they have the resources with the with the facility. Now they've won. You know now, uh, you know Paykel is a proven commodity. As far as uh, you know, it's not just all smoke that you know they they made the NCAA tournament. So. <laughs> I think they, they 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 could easily get back a year from now. Wow.
2: All right. I totally – I think it's going to be really hard to get back next year just because of those two losses, and I'm not sure who's coming in. Um, it, I just – and I don't know that that's – and I think it's okay. I don't think Rutgers is yet, and every year get to the
1: tournament team. Well, uh, Clemson – you know, the, the guard that Clemson has is Nick Honor, who we watch at Fordham. I mean, you know, these. Transfers, You know,
2: well, who, he, we, yeah, right, we got to
1: identify them. I mean, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> do I have to identify it now? I mean, there's but no, the but you're just assuming that you're programs. making a lot of
2: assumptions that that's good, that that's going to happen. That's what, like, no,
1: I think he's going to, I think Michael 's competent. I think he's good at what he does and I think he can coach and, you know, and I think he's going to be able to flip the roster and, you know, not just flip the roster. I think he has a good solid nucleus to begin with, but I think he's going to be able to, you know, make up for it and, and be able to, to compensate and be able to get some players Look,
0: I, when, I would say this. I think, I
1: 30 years? Is that what it was? Sorry, go ahead, Cratch.
0: I would say maybe like two to three years. Uh, last seasons. time
1: they made it, it was one day ago, by the way. Do you, yeah. want, you want to look it up? Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, I would say two to three years. I think Sarge is absolutely right. I just think what I'm curious to see is one – it's one thing to talk about you know bringing all these transfers it's, it's another thing to kind of sell them and bring them in and two I'm just like is Steve Peichel gonna want to go that way you know he's been a developmental guy recruit find your guys develop I don't know if Steve Peichel necessarily a guy who's gonna be like Fred Hoiberg and be like okay four transfers roll in let's just get a new starting yeah. five this offseason don't know if that's gonna be him so I would say I've always thought they're gonna operate kind of on a four to five year cycle where they, there's a down year or two. And then they're kind of, you know, so my guess is next year, they're like, uh, you know, if everything breaks, right. Maybe they make the dance. They're an NIT-ish team. And maybe a year after that, maybe two, so two two to three years, if the cycle keeps working, they will be ready to make the tournament for maybe one or two years in two or three years. One thing I also, also, I, I also ahead,
2: think they get the ne- ne- rack back. I was going to say the know. exact same thing. That makes it. That does make a big difference in your in your category. They will have the. They will have the home court advantage. Biggest weapon. Yeah, their biggest weapon. All right, another podcast. Another question here from the Rutgers insiders. Uh, other than the Big T, Ten, Big Ten teams seated one or two, and Purdue. Does anyone have a chance to make some noise? Is there, is there a Big Ten team you saw this year that has a chance to do something? I'm going to throw one out there and see how you feel about. Number nine seed Wisconsin. If they get past North Carolina, a shot to take out Baylor. What do you guys think? Anybody, any of teams? I, I, I don't like
1: Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Baylor's too tough. Um, Yeah, you know, Illinois, is obviously, you know, in, in Michigan, I guess we are going to throw them out as throw them out, as, throw up n- the high n- seeds n- n- number one seeds. Iowa number two seed. I love their, their 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 draw. We we talked about them, you know, in, in you know in, in Indianapolis. It's just mind-boggling with with the experience that they have, three-point shooting, Garza probably the you know national player of the year. How are they not better? That'll be the team I probably take to go all the way. I think they're going to figure it out. Uh, they they played pretty well down the stretch. Again, they have so much experience. They have what you like, you know, an NCAA t- tournament team <laughs> inside outside game. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, there are two yeah. seeds, so I don't know if that's really going out on a limb. Uh, but, yeah, I like Iowa to, to, to make a pretty good run. You got it? you got any of those guys, Trash Maryland? Uh...
0: Yeah, I was I was going to say Maryland. I mean, look, really? 10 seed, you just you beat Michigan. You're playing UConn. You win that game. You know, Alabama's really good. They're really good, yeah. But you, if you if you find a way to beat Alabama, then you're probably looking at Michigan State in the Sweet 16.
2: You think Michigan State? I, I'm I'm yeah. not buying that. I'm I'm selling on Michigan State, guys.
0: I gotta, yeah. you know, here's here's yeah. my thing. Like I I have to look up the numbers, but more often than not, we do. You see a team that's in the first four, like a high major first four team kind of win a game and then win the next game so i think if michigan state beats ucla ucla is kind of trending down i think michigan state beats byu you know okay and then at that point okay so now it's michigan state texas toss up even then even if it's texas i mean i think there's a very good chance that you know if maryland gets past alabama maryland's sitting you know in the elite eight potentially playing michigan which would be a lot of fun after the way the uh, that one went
2: that would be something, yeah. certainly something. Although well, I do wonder, we haven't talked about this, I do wonder if Michigan's the opposite. Now, Livers is such an important player to that team. Could they be in the second round against, you know, Saint, the St. Saint Bonaventure? No, not St. Bonaventure. I'm not going to give
0: Mike Vaccaro my favorite Saint You know, I'll be honest credit, with you, like, like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on this, but I, the, the bodies could get to the final oh, four. Oh, stop. Really? Stop. The final four? Look, it's a crazy year, and it's like if you th- if you think Michigan is on the way down and they get past Michigan, I mean Colorado like Georgetown's gonna run out of gas at some point yeah Colorado, Colorado's no good State.
2: that is the weakest bracket by far, yeah- yeah yeah. All right, well, maybe who knows?
0: You just you sold me on Maryland in the Final Four.
2: There you go. <laughs> put that, put that in. If you get, if you get that right, you're. Mark to
0: win Turgeon's
1: the never leaving. Folks. I tell you what, Maryland, Michigan, you know, you know, they have a rematch. That that, that could get ugly because that. Could, you know, sometimes yeah. you you'll you'll see you know some fireworks that happen, but you know neither coach back down after that game. Giovanna that was Howard amazing. Completely I loved it. dug in, and folks, you know, if you don't know about, it, just Google it. Yeah, I mean, it it is. Unbel- I cannot believe Jawan Howard acted the way – behaved the way he did. Um, it was fantastic. Just completely unprofessional. Of course. Mark Turgeon didn't back down in his post-game comments. There is clearly a disdain, and they could very well meet in the, uh, you know, in the Sweet 16. So, I mean, it, I, I – or I guess in the Elite Eight. Um, you know, that that to me, you know, yeah, NCAA uh, Tournament Committee, kudos to them for, for uh, even uh, setting up that possibility. Delicious. All right, here's another
2: good one, Cratch. This this is related to your story. If you haven't read it yet, you gotta you gotta read it. It's just a very funny. <laughs> And I get it. Like Rutgers fans say, when are we going to be able to move on?" I think now we're moving on. You made the NCAA tournament, so it's a good time to look back at the 30 years and all the stuff that's happened over the 30 years to get to, you know, this to get to this point. And there's just some hilarious things I had forgotten, just the, the amazing, uh, you know, controversies and, and weirdness. Just that's the this is the right word for it. just weirdness. So the question from from the reader is. Uh, does any of what Cratch mentions over the past 30 years happen if Rutgers goes to the original Big East? Maybe I should let it go, but having a great season ticket holder from 78, 77 through 78, 84 to 85, and the last four as a student, I can't. So the point being that if they made the the, the most fateful, you know, wrong decision in their history, Cratch, and they went to the Big East and took Seton Hall's pace early on, is this a different? Is this a different world?
0: Maybe, but like I, I just—if you look back on it, like you know, as I was consulting, you know, longtime Rutgers basketball people to try to put this list together, even after they made the tournament '91, like nothing crazy or sensational really happened at the end of Wenzel's tenure. You know, they just weren't that good. So, you know, I, I feel like in a way, like it's been 30 years, but I, I think he was stopped. I think his last year, the coach, was like '95, '96. So, like it's not like this was like complete mayhem like there's a solid foundation there it's just kind of spun out of there from and on so I don't know if that would have made a major difference I think it's just kind of you know the situation that they were in it's, just, it's a tough place to win at basically period right
2: all right guys thanks for the questions everyone really appreciate it uh, let's do a prediction I mean all right so we got a game here biggest game in Rutgers in 30 years Rutgers Clemson Who do you got? Who do you got, Cratch? Can you give give me a pick?
0: I have Rutgers. I think it's going to be one of those white-knuckle, you know, journey games Steve Peichel loves, like, you know, 66-62. But, you know, I think Rutgers has more offense than Clemson. I think this is a good matchup for them. I think that this is a – you know a team that they can kind of handle play defense first and and they move on, and, and the season is a definite, no doubt, success after they win a game.
2: Sarge, you, you were the one who thought it wasn't a great matchup. Who are you picking? Picking Rutgers. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, uh,
1: you know, I think the the XF- Back here is going to be Miles Johnson. I think Miles Johnson is, is, is going to, I think he's going to have a really good uh, first weekend because I think, you know, again, I think they're going to be, it be, um, Kratch actually, believe it or not, actually took the same exact score I was going to pick. So I'll go 68 61, uh, Rutgers. Miles Johnson has a big game. And then beyond that, because, you know, we're always going to look ahead, not to coaches, but, um, Houston, I think is a great matchup for Rutgers. I mean, you know, they, you know, they're guard uh, dominant. But, you know, Rutgers guards are no slouches. And then, you know, inside, I think, you know, that, that Rutgers is just going to have a tremendous rebounding advantage. And Miles Johnson, I think, is wow. going to be dominant in that game as well. I think they're going to get out of the first weekend. And then beyond that, if you really want to go further, then you have, you know, possibly – I think Syracuse is going to beat San Diego State. You know, they Not kind here. of figure stuff out. Um, West Virginia, uh, Syracuse, you know, the winner of that. Rutgers would, would be facing an all-Big East rival in that game. Um, you know, they beat Syracuse already this year. Um, and I think there's a scenario where they could get to the lead eight. Yeah, I, I think wow.
0: Syracuse will get to They're this. not beating Illinois.
1: I mean, let's just forget about the Final Four. They're not beating Illinois. You got,
2: you got them to the lead eight, though. I mean, they're right. Wow. That, that's not, I think they're going to win against – I think they're going to beat Clemson and beat them pretty well, but I, I think – we I think Houston's better than we think and they will uh, lose that game uh, the you know by a by a seven, eight, nine point margin. The, the thing for me and Steve Pike was right, getting out of the Big Ten and playing someone else, we're just gonna see that it, you know that this team that, that was a better conference than we even knew. And and Clemson is only fifth in the ACC because the bottom six teams of that league stink. All right, so we all picked Rutgers. In other words, bad sign for Rutgers. We all picked Rutgers. All right, guys, this is a great show. We got anything else? Well, wrestling. You got a scratch. You're going to St. Louis all by yourself with some fried raviolis. This is very exciting. What do you got? What do yes, you got? Wrestling. Going to right St. Here?
0: Louis. Uh, hey, look, Rutgers got five guys going. You know, the the, the they seeded it kind of as normal there was some thought that it, it was gonna be a crazy bracket given the strange year and, and all the different schedules each guy wrestled but sebastian Rivera got the three seed so he's gonna get a rematch with nick lee in the semis if all goes to plan and his chalk and look I, I think very you know sebastian vera has a very good chance to, to leave st louis as the third you know the third national champion in rutgers wrestling history uh and, you know, i think you know mike van Brill uh jonathan uh Jackson Turley, John Pastansky, Billy Janser—they've got shots at having a national champ and two or three All-Americans, which would be a really kind of excellent finish duel. Well, it was a weird season for Rutgers.
2: Really quick, lacrosse lost the, lost that big game against. You thought they were a top-five team. Maryland comes out and handles handles them pretty good. Either you guys have any information on, on that beyond what I just said.
1: No, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> everyone, I've talked to probably three or four people who are really, um, you know, to, to find out whether or not, you know, how bad of a loss, how devastating, but everyone thinks that, you know, Rutgers is, is this is the year. This is the year that they're going to go to the NCAA. Tournament yeah, they and, just, and I just got lacrosse.
0: Hot off the press. They only fell to sixth in the poll, so, you know, no damage. Yeah, I mean,
1: a couple of years ago, uh, they, they advanced all the way to number one in the country. And, um, and then, you know, they proved to be, you know, m- maybe they were, it was a little bit too early and, you know, they ended up uh, having a nose nosedive. Maybe losing at this point in the year. You know, we're only talking mid-March. Maybe that might be the best thing for this team. Women's basketball selection show tonight, getting a, f- a five or six range, Crutch?
0: Uh, ESPN's got them projected as a six. I think that's probably where they're going to be after they, uh, you know, had their winning streak snapped by Iowa in the conference tournament.
2: All right, guys. <laughs> Exciting. Any, did
1: we forget anything or can we, should we sign off here? I mean, across the board. I mean, just, we, we've kind of been talking about this, but field hockey, yeah. you know, had, a, had another, uh, two big wins. Uh, baseball looks legit, really good offensive team. Um, uh, you know, across the board, I mean, we're seeing, you know, a, a lot of really good teams that, 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 you know, this is maybe you know the most fun time to be a Rutgers fan. All
0: right, spring footballs well, right around the corner.
2: Spring football. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Jeez. All right. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, of course, to the Brunswick Development Corporation again. Chris Palladino for sponsoring the show. To Keith Norton for uh, our sound Rutgers sound man for hire for doing the intro and outro. And we'll be back on Monday to talk about either the greatest weekend in Rutgers basketball since 1976 or spring football. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for listening to the Rutgers rent to participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to
0: your phone. Sign up at NJ.com slash insider.